Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? It's going really, really good. For you know, people out there, we always say it's good. Today we happen to be recording mm-hmm. on a Monday, and you know, a, a lot of times people go, oh, yeah. Mondays, what a drag. I gotta go back to work, right. you know. Oh, I hate Mondays. For me, I don't mind Mondays. And I and I started thinking about why. And I think it's because, you know, the weekend, I really try to, mm-hmm. you know, not work as much. I, I got to admit, I, I'm still working a little bit over the weekends. But I go do fun things. I spend time with my wife. I spend time with kids. Uh, I go out and have, you know, I play golf with, with friends. And I just get rejuvenated. So when Monday morning hits, yeah. I'm yeah. feeling good. No, you know what? I, I, I'm very much the same way. Like I, I feel like in a way it, it sort of centers me, right? It sort of makes it like, oh, okay, now I'm back to this. It's like I love the schedule of like the Monday through Friday thing. And yes, I also work on the weekends. But like to have those like set times, dates, to, to sort of be able to – I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that that does kind of bring the balance, right? Of like, okay, I have this set schedule. I have these days where I'm going to do this and Monday kicks that off. It's like, great. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm back in it. I'm back in the mood. And it's funny when I get in that mode of work and I really like focus on that mode for a certain amount of time. And then I turn that off and I, you know, go, go play golf or go do something that's, that's not work. <laughs> I completely try to turn that on as well, you know? So it's like, a, I, I sort of, in my mind, I have a switch. It's not, it used to be a dial, right? <laughs> like, eh, okay, let me turn a little where, right. you know, I would take calls and I yeah. would stress out and no, now I, I feel like it's gotta be a switch. It's an on off switch. And, and I feel like that has made it where, uh, at least in my head, it's, it's made it where I can have a little bit better of a balance and focus on both things a little bit more. Well, the key there is in your head. That, yeah. that, that, that scares oh, me a little bit. I don't know what else is going on in your head. <laughs> but the other thing you said, and the, what I, the big takeaway I got from what you just uh, were talking about mm-hmm. is the word balance. And today our guest is Christoph Nauer. Christoph, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you. And I was just enjoying listening to the two of you and uh, <laughs> talking about, you know, Mondays and, you know, you know, admitting that you're working on weekends. But uh, I love what Russ said, you know, um, the switch point. Well, you know, you know you're, you're the expert on this, uh, you know, on work-life balance because you're the CEO of Balance 6 incorporated and, and tell us a little bit about what you do at balance six kind of like what you already started to address work-life balance you know as a business owner it's very easy for us to work all the time you know i mean i've had jobs where i dreaded mondays not anymore you know um but also to what you were referring to in the beginning you both said i still work weekends you know mm-hmm. so when you said that, I thought, hmm, maybe we should talk. But, <laughs> uh, but I like what Russ was saying when he said, you know, that, 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 that whole switch, moving from a dial to a switch, you know, and I think that is, I, I love that idea 
because I think being able to say uh, in the ideal world on Friday evening, whatever time that is, okay, the switch is turned off now. Now it's me time. Now it's me and my family mm-hmm. time, my wife, my kids, my, my you know, whoever uh, my me time is. And not everybody's married with kids, but we all need time to ourselves to recharge our batteries. And that part doesn't, cannot be an afterthought. It has to be a conscious decision to do exactly that. Just before our uh, recording tonight, I had a conversation with a client, and he just mentioned he uh, he built an addition at his house for a home office. And so we just talked about the benefits and the drawbacks of that. It's really close. I could just walk right, <laughs> right. Up, right over Very it. Very right there. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so I said, yes, that you absolutely right. This is fantastic. But you have to develop the self-discipline. And I know people, that's another term people like. Discipline is, you know, and self-discipline, another term that people like. But that's really up to him to develop that and say, okay, I give myself permission to go over there for half an hour or an hour. And set aside, that's it. And then and then maybe set a little alert or alarm that says, okay, your time is up. Now it's time to go back. You know, the other possibility I said to him, you can put office hours, post mm. them on your home office mm-hmm. door. You catch yourself walking to the door, turn around, walk away. If you want to take it a notch up, you know, you can get the, take the key to your home office and give it to your spouse. And if you want to work outside of office hours, you have to ask her, for the key nice. to your office, you know what? Ha- uh, what, ha- what happens when your spouse <laughs> locks you in? <laughs> now that's a whole different story. No, then I would probably refer him to my son, who is getting his license as a marriage family therapist. <laughs> but that's a good question, you know. Um, so. This is really the work I do with my clients is, is, you know, taking, making sure that they take their own well-being and making it a prior and not an afterthought. When we plan our days and our weeks, you know, we put all the stuff that we have to do for our business on there usually, or at least the, the appointments we have with clients. The one appointment we don't put on there is an appointment for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, usually when I do any kind of trainings, I use I like to use this story for two reasons. One, both Carl Jung and I are Swiss. You know, he had a house on the lake of Zurich. I grew up in the outskirts of Zurich. You, most people have heard of Carl Jung. Most, almost nobody has heard of Christoph now, right? <laughs> Not until this show. Exactly. This show will change everything. That's right. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Carl was interviewed by, uh, asked by a person uh, who was used to getting her way that she asked for an appointment on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And Carl said, I'm sorry, I've, I already have an appointment. I'm not able to meet with you at that time. And she was not very happy about that. But anyway, so she happened out to be on the, on the lake in a boat driving by his house. And lo and behold, he was sitting in the backyard dangling his feet <laughs> in the water. Now, of course, you can imagine what happened to her, right? She got really irate. And when she got home, she called him up and said, you know, you lied to me. You didn't have an appointment. 
I saw you sitting in the backyard dangling your feet in the water. And he very calmly replied, no, I did not lie to you. I had the most important appointment of the week, an appointment mm. with myself. Yeah. Oh, and I, great. You know, and I like to use that to illustrate my point so that we have an appointment with ourselves, you know, and make it a set item on the calendar and not an afterthought. Now, I'm not taking it a step further instead of once a week, I say once a day, but, you know, once a week right. is a good start. Right. And it just, yeah, <laughs> getting it, setting that time aside, sometimes I, I had somebody that I was talking to on another podcast that said, oh, well, you know, I, I like to be selfish and take some time for myself. It is so not being selfish. It's like what it took me a while to realize it, it long while <laughs> to realize that taking that time for yourself means that you're going to be way more present when you're doing your work. You're going to have better ideas. You're going to feel better. Like, you know, Greg and I, when we worked together for, for years, one of the reasons why I started to like Mondays was because that's the day that Greg would come into our main office, which is where I worked in. And like we would go get burritos and we would talk about things and we, it always involves food with us, by the way, Christoph. That's that's how it is. Um, <laughs> but we would we would you know good have idea. these ideas, these brainstorming things. And Monday was literally the best days of the week. Where Tuesdays, I would be like, wow, man, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so you know, it, it's all in how you look at it, and 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 setting time for yourself in certain ways, like for instance, doing this podcast, like, you know, we don't have to do this podcast. It, this is fun for us. Like, this is like our creative, like we get to, first of all, I get to hang out with Greg again, which is great. Like, you know, we get to spend time together, but like doing this is, is so much fun. And in some ways, well, you know what, neither, neither one of us are, you know, Greg's not spending time with his dogs um, or, or his kids or his wife. I'm not spending time <laughs> you know, with, with my cat <laughs> or chickens uh, or, you know, uh, kids or wife. And uh, it's probably bad that the wife came last on that list. Um, we'll talk about that balance later. Maybe I should see your son. Um, but <laughs> like, you know, we got to feel okay about this. Like this makes us feel like I'm going to go out there later. I'm going to be in like this great mood when I go hang out with my kids after the podcast, because I did something for myself that I enjoy doing, you know? And, and I, I think that that's hard to grasp. And I don't think you, you have to be Carl Jung to, 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 to appreciate that. <laughs> you know, like you, I think everybody should learn to appreciate that, but it's a hard thing to teach. How do you teach that to people? Well, just to piggyback a little bit on what you were saying about um, making your own uh, well-being a priority. This is mm -hmm. so anti-cultural. Like you were saying, it's selfish to take, put yourself first. The only time in our society when we get this idea correctly is on the airplane. What do you right. ask on yourself first mm -hmm. before you help somebody else? Mm -hmm. You know, and now we need to translate that into our own lives. Like you were saying, if you want to be the best version of yourself, you have to put yourself first and take care of yourself because you can't be there whether it's for your spouse or kids or whether it is for your business associates, your employees or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're at your best when you are well-rounded, you know, and you say, for instance, this podcast is re-energizing you. That means you're going to be a better version of mm -hmm. yourself afterwards, you know, 
And you know, now if you if you have absolutely no time to spend with your loved ones, yeah, then that's probably a problem. But as a business owner, we have the beauty of deciding when we work and when we don't work. You mm-hmm. know, so if our office hours go until seven or seven thirty at night, okay. Well, maybe I have more time in the morning or I take a longer lunch break or whatever. It's totally up to us. But you said a key point there. It's we have to give ourselves permission. And as a business owner, that's one of the things I see with business owners constantly. They they have to get to the point where they allow themselves to do that. You know, mm-hmm. one of my clients put it perfectly. She said, oh, it's so wonderful that you give me permission to put myself first. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when I heard yeah. that, I was like, wow, you know. You know, that, that guilt feeling, you know, yeah. feeling guilty. We could always work more, always do more, you know. Um, and that's why the whole idea of prioritizing is such a critically important uh, component of the work I do with my clients. You know, what's on that famous to-do list that you have? Uh-huh. All right. We right. all have it. or we should have it. You know, and it should be in writing. But before we even start we need to look at what can we eliminate mm-hmm. and what can we delegate. Mm-hmm. And once we take care of those two things, our to-do list should shrink dramatically. Yeah, I want to I dig more into the delegation uh, aspect of what you just said because that's a, kind of a key philosophy that you have in working with the business owners is that you know look for look for ways that and look for tasks that you can delegate to others and uh we need to take a quick break but when we come back let's talk a little bit more about delegation Welcome back to DIY for Business with Russ and Greg. You can find all of our podcasts on thebestbusinessnetwork.com, heard on Electricast Media, electricast.com. Check out both those sites when you get a chance. And if you could subscribe to our show, we really appreciate that. And we're lucky enough today to be speaking with Christoph Nauer. He is a business coach and CEO of Balance Six Incorporated. And before the break, we kind of touched on the concept of delegation. And along with that delegation is also outsourcing and, and figuring out you know, the concept of what should you be doing as a business owner or a manager and what can you use other people so that it frees up some more time for you to be productive in, in what you're, you're best at. And uh, Christoph, I, I know that's a key concept in what you teach uh, to your clients. So I, I, hopefully you could expand on that. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so usually, and I, I, I tried to illustrate some of these concepts with stories because stories tell things better. So here's a dentist that came to me because his wife was about ready to uh, give him the walking papers. Uh-oh. And so he kept bringing work home. And when you think about it, then he's bringing work home. I, you know, can you imagine he's not bringing people's teeth home? <laughs> no, he's bringing home a briefcase full of paperwork. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, obviously he, he was doing other people's work. Oh. Now his training was fixing teeth. You know, as a dentist, that's what you taught. You mm-hmm. study for a long time to learn how to take people, care of people's teeth. And so he had to learn to just focus on that. 
you know, they never taught him how to run uh, that as a business. So he was doing everybody's jobs. So he had to learn to let go, to delegate, you know, have him focus on the things that he studied and what he was an excellent, you know, what he was excellent at, which is fixing people's teeth. And everything else had to be done by somebody else. He had staff to do the paperwork, the billing, the, the scheduling, you name it. You know, he had dental hygienists to take care of the, you know, teeth cleaning. So it took him a while to be able to let go of that. But the result, the end result was a happy home life and about 15 to 20 new patients. So oh, it was wow. a total win-win situation right there. Yeah. Do you find a lot of your clients have a difficult time kind of letting go of the control? Yes. You know, oh, I can do it fast. Oh, I can do it better. I don't have time for training. You know, so I said, well, you hired this person and you speak very highly of her. Now, if you want her to do the job that you hired her to do, you have to set aside time for training. Here's when time can have future value. Now, if you bring on people on a regular basis, you may want to consider recording your trainings. So when you have a new person coming on next time, you say, here, watch this first before our meeting on such and such a day. You know, but that's where people, sometimes mm -hmm. business owners are short-sighted. They, they look at the now and not at right. the future value. Yeah. You know, I work with a client on um, doing performance reviews. You know, I don't know how many months we've been talking about that. Oh, I don't have time. It's been too busy. It's been, you know, I said, well, this is, I know you don't see the value in that because it's not a something where you can say, okay, I made this much money or, you know, this is the project we did and it brought in this much money. But an employee who knows where he or she is doing well and where there is room for improvement eventually can mm -hmm. grow, you know. Well, if we just take advantage of them and, and let them do their work and, you know, and that's it and, and don't ever look at, hey, this is fantastic. I really love what you do. But here, there's something you could improve upon here, you know. So let's in three months, six months, look, that, look at it again and see how you've done. You know, that can also improve your, not only your skill set, but your right. earning potential, yeah. you know. Um, the other thing is with um, doing your own payroll or doing your own books um that's a complete <laughs> yeah. waste of time totally unless that's your business yeah. right you know um what happens then too is when we're not really good at something right. what happens we procrastinate right right now that task mm -hmm. doesn't go away no it actually gets bigger and bigger and it you know and it kind of like getting a putting on a backpack that consistently yeah. gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So it kind of zaps energy and motivation out of us, which obviously goes, you know, productivity goes down, you know? So, and then too, look at what is as a business owner, what's your hourly rate? What is it that you're worth, you know, 200, $300, $400 an hour or whatever it is, whatever you charge your clients. Okay. Now, if you hire a bookkeeper. That bookkeeper could probably take care of your work, you know, at a rate of, I don't know, $30, $40, $50 an hour. So you're already mm -hmm. saving money right there. But not mm -hmm. only are you saving money, you're also saving time. 
because the time it takes for you to do the books now is freed up so you can do the things that the bookkeeper cannot do. So you save both Mm -hmm. time and money. You know, not only that, the bookkeeper is an expert. He or she can get things done probably twice as fast as I can. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what I try to show my Mm -hmm. clients that they see that, you know, um, because if, once you see that you can save time yeah. and money. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love the advice on the yes, accountant because I, I did a lot of that early on in, you know, when I when I ran my business, I did that for years. Did all the invoicing, all the late payments, running the credit cards through, taking the checks down to the bank, like doing all, all of that stuff. And it just cost me so much time to do that. But I didn't, I didn't realize it. I didn't really put a dollar figure on it. Until I made a mistake, a $10,000 mistake. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I am, I, I'm not going to do this. Because first of all, it's not worth my time. Second of all, I could be making money instead of like counting money. <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't make sense for me to do this anymore. Yes. And it was one of the best decisions ever just to off, you know, offset that, to put that to somebody else, to like, you know, uh, to, to, to take that time and, now I can, I can go do, you know, service a couple more clients in that time. And it was such, it was such a relief as well. And I, I I've got to mention just because we're yeah. talking about yeah. this and, and Greg probably knows where I'm going automation, you know, like whatever you can do to automate things, to make systems and to make like, and to document systems as well. So if you're creating something and, and able to document that system, and then train somebody on that system. And you've got these bulletproof systems that now you don't need to do anymore. Somebody else can do. And instead of, you know, running every day, like it's a marathon, you do a few sprints and now you can have somebody else on that. And, and that's always a a, a big thing. Sorry, Greg, I, I had to mention automation again. The Automation Sensation Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go back to the archives. Listen to Automation <laughs> you know what? We'll, Sensation. We'll give people a, a, a minute here to go, to go check out that podcast, and then we'll we'll take a break on this one. No, I'm just kidding. You know what? Though we, I'm not kidding about the break. Though we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. <laughs> Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The Best Business Network is always growing. There's always new great business podcasts on there. They're all on the website. Please do go check it out. We've got some fantastic voices on there. Some like I've learned so much by listening. <laughs> like, you know, and I feel like listening to all the various <laughs> podcasts on the network is like taking up so much time for me, but it's like I have these on in the background as I'm I'm doing you know some some various you know levels of work, and this is where the the switch doesn't work and it turns into a dial because then I start listening to something and one of the podcasts makes a good point. Next thing you know, I'm googling it, so uh, you know it, it, it does cause that problem for me. <laughs> well, I mean, full, full transparency. Russ and I offline we're, we're having a conversation, and we both admitted that since doing this podcast, we've learned so much. We're yeah. better business totally. people and just people totally. in general by all the things that we've learned yeah. from from yeah. our different guests. It's yeah, a, it's loving loving experience. the podcasting thing. So uh, thank you for thank you for listening. It's it's truly thank you for listening, and and we listen to the podcasts also. So. <laughs>
<laughs> it helps us. Hopefully, it helps you as well. All right. So we we just touched touched on once again my automation sensation episode uh, that we did, where I basically Greg just said, "Russ, go." And for thirty minutes, I talked about various ways that you can automate your business. At least that's how I remember it. Uh, <laughs> It was, it was my best job of interviewing I've ever done. <laughs> and then How do you feel about automation? Later, Russ, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. So I, we'd actually, during the break, we had talked to Christoph a bit about that. And he had said something, use technology to serve you. I, I love that. That also, by the way, something that you can have somebody else do is take care of your technology, uh, an outsourced IT person, that's a fantastic idea too, because you don't want to spend your time, whatever, defragging your drive or setting up your networks. Like that's, that's also an, or, or trying to figure out your printer. Oh man, I was trying to do that today. Uh, you, you want to hire somebody to, to do those things as well, but <laughs> you have a camera <laughs> in my office right now. Did you, did you film Bad me earlier today? today? Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah. Christoph, technology, oh, yes. how, how do you, um, how can technology come into play when, uh, because some of us might look at technology as like, oh, this is the evil that is making us pull back into work because of all the notifications and, and us being able to take email with us and Slack messages with us. How, do, how does technology and can it contribute to a better work-life balance? Absolutely. As long as we control technology, mm. not the other way around. You know. So for instance, for me, I just upgraded to an absolutely incredible CRM. You know, it, it can do all kinds of stuff. I had no clue what it could do. Now, do I have a clue how what that CRM can do? No. But <laughs> I know people right. who, who can set it up for me and make it work for me. You know, so this is a perfect example. I saw the value in that. I don't have the tech knowledge and I don't want to learn this stuff because my brain is not wired for technology, okay? You got to remember, I grew up in business school. I was learning on a manual typewriter with key, the keys covered, okay? And we were able to have make five mis three mistakes. If there was more than that, we had to start <laughs> over, you know? Oh, we yeah. used what's called whiteout. I don't even know people who remember what that is. Sure. <laughs> okay. So no, technology, whatever I know today, I had to learn on the go, you know, but this, this CRM is fantastic, this thing it can do for me. But you mentioned something about IT, you know, one of my uh, book sponsors, uh, he is an IT guy and he focuses on businesses with oh, five wow. computers That's or great. less. And, and almost every other IT person says, oh, yeah. I want to have at least 10 computers or more. Right, right. So when I met yeah, him, I'm niche. like, hey, you're my guy. You want to be a sponsor in my book? And he's like, yeah, you know. Uh -huh. um, so this is, this is perfect, you know. And I think we need to use technology to serve us and not the other way around. What I mean by that is if, if this little thing called an iPhone or whatever you're using is controlling your life, then it's – it's controlling us mm -hmm. versus me controlling it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So when I talk to my clients about turning that thing off, you know, whoa, that, that, that's, that's just a, like, mm -hmm. I can't do that, you know? Yeah. And the, 
And again, to give an example, I was trying to introduce the concept of office hours to a single mom with four kids who was trying to launch a real estate business. And she was like, you don't understand my industry. And I said, you're correct. I'm not a realtor. I'm a coach. But I can tell you one thing. Your kids will really resent you Mm -hmm. if you're never present for them. Mm -hmm. You know, you may be physically present, but that's about it. Right. And so it took her a while, but she eventually realized that I was right. I felt good about that when she told me. <laughs> and so she then actually went as far as putting that her availability in her outgoing voicemail message and her email signature. She's running now a multi-million dollar business, has about five or six members on her team. And just a couple of years ago, she uh, emailed me and said, hey, you know, when you introduced that concept of her uh, office hours to me, that was nice. the best thing I learned from you. I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah, um, that's uh, that, that's amazing. And I think, you know, we focus so much on what the experience should be like at the office or when we're working. And sometimes we miss the flip side to that is what should our experience be like when we're outside of work? And one of the most valuable things that I learned is, you know, in with regards to, you know, work-life balance is like, what's mm-hmm. important to you outside of work? How do you make time for what's important to you? That's, is, is it missing from your life? Or are you doing enough of it? Because if you have that, that really gets you going. I think I mentioned at the beginning that, you know, over the weekend I played some golf. If I didn't mention it, <laughs> I played some golf over the weekend and it, it, made me, it made me happy. And that was one of the things that I identified that, you know, there were times, Christoph, where I worked too much. I knew I worked too much. I think Russ <laughs> knew me during those times that I worked too much. And now I've made it a really conscious effort to find time to do things that I really enjoy that fulfill me and fulfill my life. And I think that's made me a better CEO mm-hmm. because of that. And mm-hmm. is that one of the concepts you work into your coaching as well? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You, you hit it on, you hit the nail on its head. That's exactly correct. You know, you, you, you being the best, version of yourself by doing that you know and recognizing that and and being Mm -hmm. able to turn off because one of sometimes i ask my clients okay can you list three to five items that if you had those as a consist on a consistent basis in your life it would be a, a game changer what are they you know and i know some examples that came up is going for a walk or taking a dog for a walk, go swimming, yoga, jogging, journal writing, talking to friends, listening to music, reading, a massage once a week, um, watching a comedy. I mean, the list goes on. This is just a few that popped in my head. And then I say to them, okay, that's good. Now make sure that you block time for these on your schedule. And I know that sounds really silly, right? I have to put on my schedule that I want to read a book or that I want to do yoga or I want to listen to music. But I've been working with a client now. She says she really wants to do yoga. So we worked on, okay, mm-hmm. book it. 
block of time for it, you know, and they kept falling off. And then we talked about why. And she said, well, at least I did it, did some stretching together with my sister. Does that count? Said, okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe step in the right direction, you know? Um, but see, most clients have been doing something a certain way, not just for years, sometimes for decades. So that means they have mm -hmm. to unlearn that, you know, and that's why coaching is a long-term process. It's not a quick fix thing. And in our society where everything is a quick fix, yeah. you know, a concept of coaching sometimes is, is foreign to people, you know, and I can't tell you, Hey, you can flick a switch, you know, and it's done because that'd be lying, you know, each time I talk to a client in an initial consultation, when I ask them, how long have you experienced those challenges? Yeah. They usually say years, mm -hmm. sometimes forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, you know, it's gonna t you gotta allow time for this. But I promise you, if you do the things I recommend, little baby steps every day, you will see the results. You know, the saying goes, how do you mm -hmm. eat an elephant? Yeah, you I, bite I think time. it's, it's right. sort of, right. in a way, for a lot of people, it's like overcoming an addiction, which is not an overnight thing. You know, the, the, the work becomes mm -hmm. a, a bit of an addiction where you, you just, you feel like you mm -hmm. have to do it. Mm -hmm. You, you have to have this to get your satisfaction to get, you know, your, whatever that satisfaction might be. Um, and, it, and, there's, exactly. and there's guilt when yeah. you're not doing yeah. it. And yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do feel like the, the pandemic helped me to turn that around a little bit because I was doing a lot of the things that, you know, would take me down that path of kind of a work-life balance. But when the pandemic happened and I was forced to slow down and I was forced to like kind of, you know, pay attention to the squirrels in the backyard, <laughs> like it, it changed <laughs> the way that I think. Do you think, do you see a difference post and, and, and pre-pandemic? I think it's different for for everybody mm. because I've seen both. You know, um, I, I I know my wife and I we spend a lot more time walking together, so she's become kind of my coach. Hey, you tell everybody to take a break and do something for yourself. So when are you doing that? Like, okay, dear, you're right. Um, <laughs> you know, um, so I've seen that. Also, I've seen like. Um, how more families actually yeah. are out yeah, and all together, mm -hmm. kind of the force, you know, you know, but good. Um, but others too, like the, you know, one client I'm working with, uh, it has, you know, the separation from working in office and working at home for yeah. some, that was a huge challenge, you know, now for people who have always had home offices, that was not a huge change. But for those who left, you know, at 7.30 in the morning, went to the office and got home at whatever time, you know, usually they didn't continue to work at home. Some people did. Mm -hmm. But now that they're working from home, there is no more yeah. clear separation. So mm -hmm. they have to develop that self-discipline of that separation, yeah. you know, on their own. So it, okay. it's gone both ways, I think. I mean, isn't it come down to when they're working from home, that time management? 
it's too easy to just walk downstairs, go into your home office and close the door. And then all of a sudden it's past dinner time, right? Yeah. You, you skipped lunch, mm-hmm. you skipped, you know, taking the walk, the, you taking the dog out, you get so wrapped up in what you're doing that you just miss a lot of stuff. And, and I find that, you know, if you're just better about managing your time, like you mentioned earlier, Christoph, schedule. Right. Schedule yourself to walk, schedule yourself to yoga, schedule yourself lunch. Sometimes when you're yes. working from home, yes. how many people have, I've, I've talked to so many people says I forgot to eat because I got so wrapped up. So I think a lot of it just comes down to better time management right. and being disciplined about it. Yes, no, absolutely. You're right. You know, and, and the concept that, you know, one minute of planning can save you up to mm. 10 minutes in execution. Mm-hmm is sometimes people have to really be, start believing that. I, I say that to my clients almost every time we talk, you know. Um, that's critically important that, that you have a plan and you have a schedule. And you made a great point with the lunch. You know, that's that's one thing I talk to my clients yeah. about, have a lunch break. Um, because, you know, this is, again, a cultural thing. You know, you sit at your computer, you work and eat something real quick, and the, and the, it, the myth is that you're more productive. Right. Well, it's actually not the case. If you physically remove yourself from your office for 30 minutes or more, you're going to be more productive in the afternoon yeah, than if totally. you don't. And also, your, product, your productivity is not higher if you work 12-hour days than eight versus eight-hour days. Yeah. That's a myth You know, well. there's... You talked about technology on your side. Let me tell you. So this is, these are some of the things that I've started doing that have helped me on the whole work-life balance in, in working from home. One of the things is I have a, like the Google Home speaker in the office that will, uh, in the morning, it turns on the lights in the office and starts the radio so I can listen to, to the news in the morning while I'm starting to work. Uh, at a certain point, it throws on like some just like light jazz as well, which is which is cool. At 12 o'clock, it tells me, to go have lunch and it, it like shuts off all the media that's being played on it or whatever. So that now I'm like, okay, I gotta go, gotta go have lunch at the end of the day. It shuts off. It tells me when it's four 45 so that I know <laughs> I've got about 15 minutes to end my day. And then it shuts off my lights at a certain time as well, which we, we might see in a few minutes here. Um, it, 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 I've also, you know, I've, I've, I've muted my Slack messages after a certain time. I've, I've turned off my, my iPhone messages after a certain time, except for certain important, you know, VIPs like, like Greg. Um, and then I have it where, um, I don't actually have email notifications on. I never do that. I have it where I go check email. It's not coming to me. I go to it so that I have certain times per each day that I go check email. And then, um, I use the Pomodoro timer on occasion so that I can focus for 20 to 25 mm-hmm. minutes. And this is one that, uh, that, that Greg taught me, I don't know, a long time ago. It was like, if, if it's going to take me more than a few minutes to accomplish, throw it on the to-do list and, 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 you know, do it later. You know, like uh, those five yeah. things have like completely helped me to get over that challenge <laughs> of, of trying to get away from the seat that I'm going to sit in all day to run the business. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I didn't even have a clue. Oh yeah. Google, Google, Google man. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, no, and I, you know, I don't want to promote Google and not Google, but what you're saying is, is a perfect example of how technology can help you. 
you know, so you, the music goes off or the light goes off. It's like, oh, it's very clear. Okay, light goes, oh, mm -hmm. oh, it's mm -hmm. time for that, you know. I mean, you know, oh, yes, of course, you can put a little alert in here that says, okay, lunchtime or whatever, you know. But those are the things that exactly that I'm talking about. Use the technology to help you. There's a reminder, hey, it's time to take a break, you know. Um, and then, but there's just so much psychology oh, involved yeah. in this. Because we we have to feel comfortable shutting the office down at five or six or whatever time we feel. Because if we walk away and then the rest of the evening we feel guilty and stressed out over not the things we haven't gotten done, then that that's not quality right. time. Right. That's actually more stressful than if we were working on it. And that's why that goes back to the whole like, concept of prioritizing. We got to get the most important tasks done. You know, if we get the eight tasks done, then we're good. You know, right. the eight tasks are critically important. And if they don't get done, that has serious consequences on my personal health and on my business mm -hmm. and on right. my relationships. You know, and those three are all part of my six in balance six. You know, they're time, money, health, relationship, self-improvement, and spirituality. Those uh, are the six. That's a that's a great six. And uh, you know, speaking of the six, your company is called Balance Six Incorporated. If if people want to hire you, use you as a coach, I mean, you've obviously inspired both of us, both Russ and I. Uh, how can, you know, what's the best way for people to reach out to you and uh, use you as a coach? Because I, I think you've dropped some fantastic knowledge tonight. And uh, I, I think, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg of, of what you're going to be able to share with them as clients. Well, thank you. Uh, I think the website is the best because it points in every different direction. So it's called balance6.biz. The word balance, the number six, dot biz. Um, if they want, they can get my Amazon best-selling book from that website. It's called From No Time to Free Time, Six Steps to Work-Life Balance for Business Owners. It also leads them to my uh, vodcast. Each uh, video vodcast uh, is about 15 minutes-ish long, you know, and it's packed full of nuggets, golden nuggets that they can use and implement right away if they want. They can also contact me there to book a session with me. This is com totally complimentary. We just look at you know where they want to go, what's holding them back, and discuss how working together might get them from where they are to where they want to go. So balance6.biz is the best awesome. place to And go. We, we will put a link to that and, and your book in the podcast description. Christoph, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure getting to know you and talking with you. You guys are having fun doing all this. It's well, we great. talked longer. Yeah. Google's going to turn off my lights. So. I was having fun too. <laughs> yeah, you, good idea. You better listen to Google. You know, is Google, is Google the code name for your wife? Uh, how did you know? How did you know? Oh, we're just a wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a lot of fun, Christoph. Thanks a lot. 
And My thank pleasure. you for Thanks listening, for subscribing, me. and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the best business network and Electricast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know, and we might be able to build an entire episode around it and get your questions answered. You can reach out to us on our website at diyforbusinesspodcast.com. We also love talking to business owners, so if you're a business owner, head over to the website. Use the contact us form, and we will get back to you right away. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Abracadabra, Create What You Speak, the podcast that combines spirituality with creativity. Here, guests from around the world share their stories and insights on navigating life's challenges through art, music, and creative expression. Connect to yourself, others, and the world through empowering conversations viewed through a spiritual lens. I'm Ilana Zulai, your host, a spiritual mentor, and a sound therapist. Electric acid.